0: Juneteenth is a celebration rooted in the resilience of Black Americans and our ancestors. Today, we celebrate Juneteenth as a victory, as a triumph, as the end of American slavery. It is really important that we acknowledge the history and honor the sacrifices of people who
1: were enslaved for centuries. I think as a Latino, it's very important to continue to celebrate and and acknowledge all of the rich African culture that makes up the Caribbean and most of South America. You know, it's an important day to remember the courageousness and the resilience of our African brothers and sisters who were enslaved so many years ago, fighting for their independence.
0: I challenge us all to hold Juneteenth close and allow our communities to drive how we engage with it.
2: Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, Emancipation Day, or Black Independence, is celebrated annually every June 19th, marking when the Union Army's General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas to announce the end of slavery in 1865.
3: Juneteenth, also known as Liberation Day, is a moment in history where Africans who were being enslaved in Galveston, Texas, heard General Order Number 3 and this order actually proclaimed their freedom And although the Emancipation Proclamation was signed on September 22nd, 1862, it wasn't until three years later that these Africans that were being enslaved heard of their own freedom.
2: Today, Juneteenth not only celebrates emancipation, it's become a national expression of African-American culture and independence.
3: It is the Black Independence Day is the day in which we mark uh, the emancipation of four million enslaved people in the United States Juneteenth isn't just about the um, you know enslaved people who were emancipated it's about this country shifting away from enslavement and shifting more towards democracy for the, you know, enslaved Africans as well as their descendants. And so it's not just about black people. It's about this country for, for many generations, for many decades. It was something that was really only celebrated by, marked by black people. But by no means was that, did that mean that it was only about, um, the black community.
2: Texas was the first state to formally recognize the day. And just this week, Juneteenth became a federal holiday.
0: Today we are one step closer to a new federal holiday. And the Senate today passed a resolution
2: establishing Juneteenth as a national federal holiday.
0: The
4: Senate will now proceed to the measure.
1: I ask unanimous consent the bill be considered and read a third time and passed, and the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table. Without objection.
5: 269 designating June nineteenth, two thousand twenty-one as Juneteenth Independence Day, in recognition of June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five, the date on which news of the end of slavery reached the slaves in the southwestern states. I guess
0: in some ways it is nice to see something that is significant to black Americans um getting that recognition, but I do think that there is a lot of fear about the kinds of whitewashing that can happen. On the one hand, the Senate unanimously votes for making this a national holiday, but many of those very same senators, and I'm sure it's going to be the same Congress people who are gonna vote in support of this, um, are in their own states, right? Instituting bans on teaching the 1619 Project, instituting bans on teaching so-called critical race theory, I, I guess I, it's hard for me to get excited about Juneteenth being this national holiday if I, if we don't, I think, have a national effort, I think, to contend with the history of race and racism in, in the United States. You know, they started celebrating Juneteenth in 1866, uh, and the state of Texas did not recognize Juneteenth as a holiday until 1980, right? So, you know, like, this is something that was celebrated by Black Americans and important to Black Americans you know, long before any kind of state recognition and certainly long before any kind of, you know, federal-level recognition.
2: Across the country, Juneteenth is celebrated with barbecues, family gatherings, street fairs, historical reenactments, and Miss Juneteenth contests.
6: The story has been told of Gordon Granger coming into Galveston and basically making this announcement that all slaves are free from Ashton Villa, but it's a romanticized version of the story and what is often left out is that Ranger was not by his, himself, and there were thousands of United States Colored Troops with him. Seventy-five percent of the Union forces that came into Texas were actually USCT, which stands for United States Colored Troops. Your Juneteenth celebrates the evolution of our country to a more perfect union. So we were not perfect in 1865, but this message of freedom coming into Texas expanded freedom for the 250,000 enslaved people that were in the state of Texas at that time, actually over 250,000. So July 4th represents a freedom birthday for the country, and June 19th represents a freedom birthday for the formerly enslaved and their descendants.
4: It took us about 27 days, uh, 1,296 labor hours, um, using 312 gallons of paint to produce a 5,000 square foot work of art that is now known as Absolute Equality at the birthplace of Juneteenth in Galveston, Texas. Reginald Adams is the lead artist for the Absolute Equality mural commissioned to commemorate Juneteenth. Working with a team of artists, Reginald created the mural that can now be seen in a historic spot in Galveston. We're essentially at the ground zero of a really important part of history. It took that work of art uh, on such a bold and big wall to put a face on 156 years of history. And so now anyone who visits the intersection of 22nd and Strand in Galveston will be uh, confronted with this in, this you know, larger than life image reflecting a really pivotal piece in American history that oftentimes is unspoken about. It's not really uh, mentioned in the typical Uh, historical narrative. Reginald's hope is that his work educates people for years to come. Hopefully the mural will inspire others to look at the history of their own community and find ways in which the arts can bring those stories to life. And I'm just honored as an artist to be able to use my creativity to help uplift the culture and uh, celebrate uh, the history of Juneteenth.
2: Our awareness of the day suddenly shifted when outrage over the killing of George Floyd motivated activists to boost its national profile, with some major corporations following suit by recognizing Juneteenth as a paid holiday in an act of solidarity. And while some of us remain skeptical about the impact of corporate placating, it has helped raise the profile of a significant, yet vastly underappreciated, part of this country's history that, for some African Americans, has come to symbolize what the 4th of July symbolizes for many, freedom.
0: I think when we're celebrating the date of freedom, right, independence um, of this country, we need to be thinking about Juneteenth as well because Juneteenth is really the day that all Americans became free. I think is really, uh, really important um, for memorializing Um, the history and the struggles of black people, and redirecting this country to affirming what is important, which is the dignity, freedom, um, and liberty of, of all people.
2: Celebrations revolving around the freedom of slaves also occur throughout Latin America, which is unsurprising considering more Africans were transported there between the 16th and 19th centuries than to the US. The abolition of slavery in Latin America began with the wars of independence from Spanish rule in the 1810s all the way to the 1880s when slavery was finally booted out in Cuba and Brazil. Oi galera, in Brazil we celebrate Black Consciousness Day, aka Dia de Consciência Negra, to honor the beauty of our culture as well as the many contributions black Brazilians have made and continue to make. Truth is, of the nearly 10 million Africans that were enslaved in the Americas, Brazil took in more than ten times that of the U.S. Sadly, Brazil was also the last American nation to abolish slavery. So, on Dia de Conciencia Negra, we make it a point to uphold what our people have undergone, overcome, and conquered over the last six centuries. Today, Latin America and the Caribbean have the largest concentration of people with African ancestry outside of Africa. In the Dominican Republic, for example, 84% of the population are estimated to be of African descent. And in Haiti, that number jumps to about 97%.
5: People seem to forget is that a larger amount of enslaved people were brought to Latin America in comparison to the United States. So you have huge populations of African diaspora people who are in Latin American countries due to the Atlantic slave trade versus U.S. So we we have a history of slavery, even though in our countries, we don't necessarily talk about it, or that conversation is kind of, we push it under the rug to talk about nationalism, to talk about independence from Spain. We kind of shift it to a bigger colonial power and forget that even within our struggles in our past identity as subjugated people under a monarchy, under a colonial power, we were also perpetuating these same hierarchies by perpetuating and continuing on with the tradition of slavery.
2: Haiti was actually the first country in the Western Hemisphere to abolish slavery in 1804, over 60 years prior to abolition in the US, when it won its independence from French colonial rule. For a country once viciously attacked by a sitting American president for being inferior, the Haitian people have shown undeniable strength in spite of its turbulent past.
1: Hey. Let's talk about the transatlantic slave trade. From 1514 to 1866, millions of free men, women, and children were kidnapped in Africa, forced onto slave ships, packed like cargo, and then sailed across the treacherous seas. Quick side note, Portugal and the UK, uh, meet me over a camera too. Really guys, three million slaves each? Did y'all leave any Africans in Africa? Many of the people captured died along the way, and those that survived the very dangerous journey ended up in South America, North America, and the Caribbean. Now, a popular destination in the Caribbean for those enslaved was Saint-Domingue, an island that would later be split into two countries, Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Haiti had been colonized by France, and at the time was the most profitable property in all the Western world because of the sugar and coffee exported from there. I mean, it, it was a lot. Just how profitable was Haiti? Well in 1791, when the Haitian slaves revolted against their French overlords, Napoleon sent his superior French military to quell the rebellion, but after suffering numerous losses at the hands of the Haitian rebels, Napoleon found himself in a desperate situation. He was running out of money. War is expensive. But rather than just abandoning the war he was already losing over that tiny island, Napoleon (laughs) chose instead to sell off all the land that France owned in North America to the US government in what was known as the Louisiana Purchase. Ultimately, he lost the island anyways, but that's how valuable Haiti was. And without the Haitian Revolution, the US would be about mm, 14 states smaller. You're welcome, America. Soon after Haiti won its independence in 1804 and abolished slavery, other countries took notice and followed suit. Jamaica abolished slavery in 1834, the Dominican Republic in 1844, and Venezuela in 1854. Now, Lou, you might be saying, why is Juneteenth so significant if so many other countries had already abolished slavery? And the answer is, Juneteenth not only announced the emancipation of slaves in Texas, but it also announced to the world that the U.S. was ready to step away from the ugly act of slavery. Finally, all the slaves had been set free at last, free at last, and America lived happily ever after the end. Okay, so Juneteenth didn't end the ripple effects of slavery in America, but it's a reminder of where the country was and a celebration of what we will continue to strive for together as one nation. So be sure to mark your calendars and celebrate June 19th with all your friends and family. Happy Juneteenth.
2: Like many other Latin American countries, Mexico's role in kicking slavery's ass tends to get ignored by history books. Slavery was abolished in Mexico in 1829 by Vicente Guerrero, the country's first black president who was also indigenous. This was decades before Lincoln's proclamation and well over a century before Barack Obama ever set foot on the White House lawn. And Guerrero's legacy opened up a pathway for enslaved Africans seeking freedom. One of those paths was the Rio Grande, across which many US slaves traveled in order to escape.
6: Mexico had outlawed slavery in 1829 or in the 1820s. And in 1836, of course, the Texans were fighting to expand slavery. But if Mexico had won that war, then freedom would have came to the enslaved people 29 years earlier. So there's a a unique connection between the enslaved people uh, that were in Texas and Mexico, because many ran away in those 29 years and ran south. So the Underground Railroad in Texas ran south to Mexico, and that is a very important part of the Juneteenth story.
2: As many as 10,000 slaves escaped from the U.S. via a secret Southern Underground Railroad to Mexico. Most of them fled from Texas, but others from as far away as North Carolina. One group of former slaves, known as Los Negros Mascogos, actually settled in northern Mexico in 1850, just a few hours south of the Texas border today, which explains why a small Mexican village celebrates a certain historical event every year on June 19th.
0: These are the sights and sounds of El Día de los Negros, or Day of the Blacks, celebrated on Juneteenth in a town called Nacimiento de los Negros in Coahuila, Mexico.
7: My name is Ashley Rodriguez, and I'm a descendant of the Black Seminole Indian. My first time actually going to Nacimiento, I was, I think, five or six years old. And then from then on, we'll kind of make trips periodically down to Nacimiento to celebrate um, Juneteenth. Nobody really knows about the Mexican side of it. Nacimiento
0: de los Negros, which translates to birthplace of the Blacks, is the town where the Black Seminoles, or Negros Mascogos, settled in 1849, just a few hours south of the Texas border. They are descended from slaves who escaped to Florida and later
5: made their way down to Mexico. We're talking about the 18th century, more or less. Um uh, when they when they got to florida they mixed culturally with um with the indian seminoles and they became the black seminoles they were removed uh during the trail of tears uh to to oklahoma which was then the the indian territory so once they got to oklahoma where they told them that they would be
7: free and have land they realized that it wasn't true it was a lie and They can come and take them anytime they wanted to, the the masters. So they decided, you know, they had to leave. So it was a very harsh,
5: harsh, terrible journey that our people had to go through to get to freedom. They didn't allow them freedom there in Oklahoma and uh, John Horse and Wildcat, they heard, you know, that there's a place in Mexico that they could go to, that they could be free. Mexico needed to hire people to defend the border from um, the possibility of, of more U.S. invasion. So what happened with the black Seminoles is that they managed to negotiate um, a deal with the Mexican state in exchange for land and citizenship. Karina and Dina grew up knowing little about their heritage,
0: but are now dedicated to preserving their stories.
7: Um, we knew that my grandfather and my mom and my dad, they were both black and so we didn't know anything else. That's what we're working with, my cousins and I, on, you know, teaching the history and preserving, you know, the tradition.
5: One of our cousins, Bertha Benson, had did a a YouTube video for Siska, and it was talking about how the Seminole language was a lost language. And I didn't want that language to be lost, because that's part of my history, that's part of my family. So that's when I started to research more and learn about my history.
0: Part of remembering their traditions is traveling to Nacimiento every year on Juneteenth to
7: celebrate with the town. We have June 19 in Mexico, but we bought, we didn't know it as June 19. We knew it as El Baile de los Negros, El Día del Negro. We take food, drinks, you know, because it's that's mainly what it is. It's like a big party, like a big family reunion. Celebrating Juneteenth, it's more... How I perceive it, it's with my ancestors freeing themselves from slavery, unlike with the American government being the ones to initiate it. It means so much to me. It means that for one, I am also a unique individual (laughs) that comes from such a rich history that is so unknown. with the recent events that have happened here within the past years, with of course, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all of that, I feel that I'm also a part of that community since we are descendants of African descent, we also tie into that as well.
2: Five years prior to the events of Juneteenth, there were more than 4 million slaves in the U.S., which at the time was about 13 percent of the entire U.S. population. So, saying this country was built on the backs of slaves is no exaggeration.
3: I think what people are beginning to understand is that the history of slavery involves all of us and certainly the history of slavery continues to impact all of us.
2: Ultimately, whatever your ancestral lineage, the abolition of slavery celebrated on June 19th was an accomplishment for all of humanity, not one select group. And that's something I can raise my rosé to. Happy Juneteenth. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. (laughs) So, so many.